Welcome to the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living and elevating our vibrations. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm a metaphysician and energy healer. I specialize in healing trauma and guiding us on the journey to self-love. My purpose is to help the world heal through this pivotal time in history, and I'm honored to be here by my best friend and co-host, Sarah. I'll be here to help everyday people find ways to stay healthy while healing because it's essential to nourish our bodies as well as our minds in order to stay fit and create a life of joy. Trust that your deepest fall will elevate you to your greatest heights. Welcome back to Vibing Consciously. Today we are going to be discussing rituals. I love rituals. And I think that it's important that on our last episode of season one, we go over rituals because we've learned so much so far on how to heal yourself from trauma, how to think more positively and get out of negative thought patterns. And now that you're on the road going up, I love to have rituals to kind of keep me in that mindset. So while we're waiting for season two to come, we want you to be able to play with some of these rituals and see what you like. Yes, because you'll be creating good habits yes. as well. Yes, we don't realize that we get stuck in these patterns of doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And we're just reliving the same program every day. We get up out of, or I shouldn't even go that far first. We open our eyes, we reach for our cell phones. We scroll through our phones, check our emails. We already get ourselves in a state of stress before we have even gotten out of bed. Mm -hmm. So if you've listened to our prior episodes and you have taken stock of what we're talking about and you've started meditating in the morning, you're already starting out good because you're breaking out of that old program of reaching for your phone and getting in a state of stress. So And then after we reach for our phone, we get up, we go to the bathroom, we go downstairs, we make our coffee in the same way. We put our bagel in the toaster in the same way. We get the kids ready for school in the same way. And we're just living on repeat all the time. And I Mm -hmm. think it's really important to break that repeat cycle because that's where we become unaware. We're on autopilot. Yeah. You don't want to be on autopilot because if you're on autopilot, then you're going to vibe a little lower and you're not going to be aware of all the things that the universe is trying to tell you. Exactly. You can't vibe consciously. (laughs) (laughs) So don't be an autopilot people. No autopilot is a void, a void pilot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I honestly feel like I've been on autopilot for like a week. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we get stuck there. Everybody does. Uh, I mean, even uh, Dr. Joe, he says when he catches himself, funniest thing that I, I've heard him say is, how much longer are we going to do this for, Junior? Because <laughs> <laughs> as human beings, that's what we do. We are programmed. We're running a program. So to break out of that, we have to be conscious all the time. We have to be conscious of every thought that passes through our mind. And for me, rituals are so important because it keeps me conscious. It's mm-hmm. something that I consciously have to do to take care of myself. 
because I'm so bad about doing for everybody else and getting everything else done, you know, making sure all the errands are run, making sure the house is clean, making sure, you know, my daughter is taken care of, my husband's taken care of, the car, and you know, you do mm-hmm. the same thing. There's so many of us who just get stuck in that repeat program and we lose sight of ourselves. Yeah. And that's where rituals keeps me accountable. Now you need to back up for a second. What, tell us about uh, your trip to see Dr. Joe, cause you're bringing him up. So yeah, I was thinking that you could just tell us like a short five minutes about your experience and what you did there. Yeah, so I just went to the Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat, and I've talked about him a lot on previous episodes. I think I bring up Dolores Cannon and Dr. Joe the most out of anybody um, because they're both very inspiring. They both are trailblazers in the industry. Honestly, I'm thinking about making the first episode of season two about nothing but my experience at that retreat. It was Mm -hmm. a week-long retreat, a full seven days of hardcore meditation. I think that we average about 40 hours of meditation during those retreats. And one of the meditations we did was five hours long. (laughs) Uh, It was intense, but it was incredible. It's the most love I have ever felt in one room. Everyone was a cohesive unit. I saw people who haven't walked that are in wheelchairs, wheelchair bound, get out of their wheelchairs and start walking. Children being healed, elderly people being healed, it didn't matter. All of us Mm. were being healed in that room and some were profound, really profound. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible experience. And one of my main rituals that I'll be doing is the Dr. Joe meditations. I've been doing them every day. I'm trying to do them three times a day because I don't want to lose that feeling of being there. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you guys are going to hear all about it. I could spend 10 episodes (laughs) talking about my experience, but I think it's really important for me to go over all the details and not skip out on any because it was life-changing. And I, it was life-changing for a lot of us. There was 2000 people there and every Mm -hmm. single one of their souls were touched. If everyone in the world, heck, if even 50% of people in this world were doing that work, we would live in an entirely new world. So much love. We were going through the resort and, uh, you know, some of us, we got to know a lot of people while we were there. And it kind of seems like I was drawn to a lot of the same people over and over again. But 2,000 of us roam in the halls of this resort. And everybody's passing each other saying, how you doing? Hey, you're looking good. What do you think of that meditation? Oh my God, incredible. I felt bad for the people who were staying at the resort that were not a part of our group. Or did I? Because <laughs> there, there was one part where um, there were so many of us in an elevator. And you can tell who is in our group because we all had these lanyards that we had to wear. And all of us had the lanyards going to our next meditation. And there was one older gentleman in there with us that was not a part of our group. And he was looking at us funny. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and he said, what are you guys doing? What are you here for? And I said, oh, we're here for a Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat. 
And he said, oh, what, what's that? And everybody's like, <laughs> on the elevator giggling. And I said, uh, well, he teaches us how to heal our bodies and our minds only through meditation. And he said, oh, that sounds interesting. And then the elevator goes, ding, you know, and opens up and we're all supposed to get out. And uh, I said, it's really been incredible. And he said, well, man, all of you guys are smiling so big. We're going to have to see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. So we spread our love, you know, just being us. We didn't even have mm -hmm. to say a word in that elevator. And he's like, what is going on with these people? <laughs> because people aren't used to feeling so much happiness around them. You know, usually you get in an elevator, everybody's stern, stern face. Don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Pinch your butt cheeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I clench my butt cheeks when I'm on an elevator, but uh, hold your breath. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really funny. And Dr. Joe, and then this will be the last thing I say so that we can get on with rituals. But um, Dr. Joe was telling us at one of his retreats, he got um, they had like this really overwhelming meditation and. And he was trying to hold it together, like running back to his room as fast as he could. And on his way back to his room, he got stopped by hotel staff and hotel security. And they said, sir, may we ask you a question? And, and he said, yes. And he said, are you, or the security staff said, are you handing out ecstasy at your event? <laughs> 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 and he, you know, immediately started smiling and he said, no, why? And they said, people are just, they're too happy. What are you doing? They really thought he was handing out ecstasy. Wow. His I mean, people are that happy. It's incredible. Well, I definitely need to go. I would love to be that happy. I mean, I'm happy, but I mean, it, like, not ecstasy happy. <laughs> I've never felt that before in my life. And mm. I've been happy. You know, I've had these extreme moments of joy where I've broken down in tears and all that, but mm -hmm. nothing like that. Nothing like mm -hmm. that. I mean, once you have embodiment like that and you connect to your higher self, you can't help but feel love and happiness because our higher self knows everything is divinely perfect, just mm -hmm. the way it is. And you know that you are connected as one you are source, you are the creator. You can't be unhappy when you realize you're the creator and you realize that you can have all of this abundance, you can have all of this love, you can have all of this joy if you just let go of that old program. Well, it's easy to say that, but it's not easy to let go of that old programming. It's easier than what you think. I'll tell yeah. you that because once you reach that level, all it takes is that one meditation one meditation where you can connect to your pineal gland and you can open that up and you can reach that connection because Dr. Joe, he goes through all the chakras, but he really focuses on the heart and he focuses on the pineal, pineal gland. Mm. And once you can connect your heart to that pineal gland, all it takes is that one time and your world is changed. You don't even have mm. to think about the old program. You're like, fuck the old program. That ain't me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yesterday I said something to Nick and uh, he said, yeah, but you've said X, Y, and Z before. And, and I looked at him and I said, you need to realize I'm not the same person today as I was two weeks ago. 
that person is gone. I don't know where she went. She's in another dimension somewhere. She's not here. Mm. It changes you. It really does. But I don't think that you have to go to these retreats to do it. I think yeah. really you just have to do his online program because he teaches you how to do a lot of this stuff. But I'll be honest, when I was doing the program before the retreat, because you have to do his intensive and progressive courses before you go to the advanced workshop, I went through it quicker than I should have. Mm -hmm. I was doing the meditations and stuff like that, but I wasn't doing them regularly. And I was totally doing the breath wrong. I should have studied the breath better, but mm -hmm. I'm very much controlled by the collective. I'm, I'm so in tune with everybody else when we're in this space with 2000 people that are all doing this, mm -hmm. you know, it really, it helps. It's a whole different experience actually being there. But I think that you can get to that level without the retreat because I met someone who she's been doing this for four years and she's reached that level before the retreat. This was her very first retreat and she's uh -huh. already reached it. So you can do it and you can do it now. But you just have to be committed to it is the biggest thing. Because a lot of people have a really hard time breaking out of that program because of certain reasons that keep them busy. And that busyness is what keeps you detached from source. So you got to find some way to take that busyness and slow it down. You got to trust the universe. Well, yeah, that and like with meditation, I also have a, I like to meditate, but not for hours upon hours. Because, you know, fear kicks in because you've heard things from people that, you know, say, well, this happened or that happened during meditation. You really need to be careful with how long you meditate. Again, and all this goes back to religious stuff and all that stuff that's been put in me. And I'm just like, man, it's great. Like what I'm saying is that it's great that you can let go and be so open to all this stuff because, you know some people it's a lot more difficult it was extremely difficult for me you have to look at all the waves that i went through to get here too yeah. i wasn't doing one hour meditations for a while because you get to a point yeah. where you have to think about it if you sit and you're only doing a meditation for 15 minutes how relaxed are you getting if you're in a state of high beta stress and you only sit for 15 minutes your nervous system does not have time to come down in that 15 minutes. And then most of the time you open your eyes and you're right back in that stress cycle. So that whole 15 minutes is completely wasted. Mm -hmm. But if you sit there for an hour and it's going to feel uncomfortable. And this is where, you know, the old me is gone because I don't have grace for this anymore because I'm like, everybody can do it, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to love yourself enough to do this. Because mm -hmm. if you don't love yourself, you can keep making, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying everybody in general, yeah. we can keep making excuses. Well, I'm scared, fear, time, control, da, 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 da. Okay. None of those excuses matter. Because if you love yourself, if you really, truly love yourself and you want abundance in your life, you want love and joy in your life, your ass will sit there for a fucking hour. You'll do mm -hmm. it. Because once you get that love and you start seeing the results in your life, that hour feels like five minutes because you lose track of time and space. I mean, that five-hour 
pineal gland that we did, Sarah, felt like mm-hmm. maybe 30 minutes mm-hmm. because we were so deep into it. And this was tough for me. It is difficult. It's difficult meditating for an hour. And even Dr. Joe says on stage, he gives himself two hours every day to meditate because he knows if he gives himself an hour, it's not going to be long enough because he is human. He still thinks about the emails and the text messages and the family and friends and all these things. And it takes him a full hour sometimes to get out of that mindset. So if you're only sitting there for 15 minutes, your brain doesn't have enough time to actually calm down and match your nervous system. And your Mm. nervous system is what you're trying to change. So, you know. Did you you leave your body when you were doing these meditations? Yes. And you felt comfortable with that? Yes. It feels amazing. When I I meditate and I get to that point, I want to get out of meditation because I get really uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah, you... You have to just um, go with it. You have to go with it because you have to trust that this is the natural process. Religion is what's been feeding us lies. And I'll always say it's the ignorance of people that have Mm -hmm. misinterpreted these words. And as long as we have fear, we're keeping that ignorance alive. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we let go of the fear, we take back our control, we take back our power, and we can be in our natural state Mm. because it's not scary. It's really not. Once you're there, you feel like you're on top of the world. (laughs) Mm. I mean, it's hard to explain. And I know with our human minds, because even when I think about it, there were things that I saw that were scary. Mm Mm-hmm. But Dr. Joe would say, just relax into it. And when I did, when I finally did, oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. Even thinking about it, I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. And because I I didn't astral travel. And I I really want to get to a point where I'm astral traveling. Once you can astral travel, you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to just be able to travel around in my mind. Now, I I go into the void and I see visualizations and past lives and all these things. But I, yeah, I haven't astral traveled. So as far as coming out of my body, it's losing the feeling of the existence of my body. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. aware that my body exists anymore. Hmm. Well, we'll be interested to hear more of the stories that you have um, and more of your experiences in season two, for sure. Yeah, it's learn a lot awesome. more definitely. So that was just a sneak peek, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot more. So anyway, getting back to rituals, um, meditation is definitely the number one ritual. Honestly, where I started in my own rituals was essential oils because I started those before I even woke up to any of this stuff. I started doing mm. lavender at bedtime. Mm-hmm. And even that was a a stretch for me. (laughs) Like, do I have time to put water and a few drops of essential oils (laughs) in my diffuser every night? I have to go to Target and get a diffuser. (laughs) You know, there's always resistance to breaking out of that old program. Your body is like, but I need sleep. And then you have to tell your body, hey, body. It's going to take five minutes, if that, for me to fill out this diffuser. You can lose five minutes. Mm -hmm. Or you can go up five minutes early. 
Ta-da. <laughs> our bodies are ridiculous sometimes because our bodies are what keep the memory. And a lot of good essential oils that I love, lavender is always a great go-to. Lavender is very calming, it calms the nervous system. And my next go-to is rosemary. Hmm. I, I did hear with someone else say, um, any good woman should have rosemary in her house because rosemary helps with everything. It can heal cuts and bruises. It increases circulation, strengthens your memory. It actually stimulates hair growth. Uh-huh. So if there's anyone out there that's trying to grow their hair, if you put a couple of drops of rosemary in your shampoo and you really stimulate your scalp, it can help promote hair growth. Same for tree, tea tree oil. Yep, tea tree is great. Cedar is really good as an antifungal and antiseptic and anti-inflammatory. It's great for the skin. You can put cedar in a couple of, in um, your favorite lotion and rub that over your body. Mm. And talking about the pineal gland, sandalwood is great for stimulating the pineal gland. It also invokes higher states of consciousness. It prevents wrinkles, treats rashes, and it heals wounds too. All these essential oils, I never knew before, you know, I came to awareness that there are essential oils out there for everything that you can use in your medicine cabinet and more. And there's this really cool quote by Jane Mayer that says, plants are remedies for empty mm-hmm. souls, meaningless lives, and generationally wounded bodies. Hmm. I think that's so true. Just having a plant around just to even look at, and I know we're talking about essential oils here, but having plants in your house just to see and how they clean the air. I mean, they're just, they're, they're so amazing. I wish I could fill up my whole house with them. Yeah. I mean, that could be considered another ritual. Once I started adding plants to my home, I felt so much better. I can never have enough plants, but then you have to buy shelves. (laughs) Yeah. So you got to make it a ritual to buy a new plant every day. Okay, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We support this message. (laughs) If your entire paycheck is going towards plants, (laughs) just know that, yeah, it's really okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you don't want to use essential oils, you can always use incense. Do you use Mm -hmm. incense? I don't. I I honestly, I don't really like the smell. I, Uh I, I know that incense come in a lot of different smells, but... To me, they all smell exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that one. I I don't do incense very much. If I really need to uplift a space, I'll Mm -hmm. run some incense, but I'm usually not in the same room with them because, um, yeah, they all smell the same to me. And honestly, I use sage a lot. Sage is another ritual that you could use. Sage cleanses spaces. So if uh, you had an argument in a room or you see that, that you're just not feeling good in your home, you mm-hmm. can use sage to go around and it'll cleanse the space. And then you can use Palo Santo to increase the vibration. Of what the is Palo Santo? So <laughs> Palo Santo <laughs> is those, <laughs> those little wooden sticks. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know this, that you can actually use a combination of them because sage cleanses, 
while Palo Santo actually adds in higher vibrational energy. Mm. And as you're cleansing, you need to set your intention. So you need to say anything that is not for my highest and greatest good, leave this space, go into the light, you know, there's all mm-hmm. these things that you can say. And then when you use Palo Santo, you can say, okay, now I'm putting in higher vibrational energy of love and wholeness and gratitude. And, you know, you set these intentions and it just makes it even stronger. Because if you're just going around with sage, just to go around with sage, I don't think it has the same effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are really good rituals. I try to sage my well, house at least once a month. Yeah, like you said, you have to set the intention just like anything else in life. You can't just walk around and be like, yep, this is working. No, that's not really how it works. Right, right. Yep, you, the intention is everything. Mm-hmm. Another option as far as that goes is candles, lighting candles. Oh, I love candles. Candles are great Almost. rituals. <clears throat> I love lighting them just to make the house smell good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, they make the house smell good and they're cleansing the space as they do it because fire is cleansing. Mm -hmm. Fire and water are great rituals. All right, everybody, go buy a bunch of plants. Get yourself some candles. Just get your witchy vibes on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I love candles for new moon and full moon rituals. Mm-hmm. That's what I use. Oh, that reminds me with the the moon rituals. So I've heard of people putting water outside mm-hmm. in the under the new moon, and like it cleanses the water, and then they drink it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. And then also your crystals. Right. Yeah, I put my crystals out under the full moon because the moon is. It'll charge it up. Mm. It'll charge it up. And the new moon, because if you think about the moon cycle too, I'll go into moon rituals now that we're here, but um, the moon controls a lot of us. (laughs) I mean, it controls Mm -hmm. the most powerful force in our world, which is the ocean. You know, it's always the push and pull of the moon we don't realize how much we really are controlled by the moon and if you become aware of it you'll see these cycles in your life happening and everybody goes through different cycles at different times but you'll see as the full moon comes it becomes more and more intense like you're shedding something old the Mm -hmm. old you is shedding away and then that week in between the full moon and the new moon, you just do all the shedding and purging and whatever that looks like looks different for everybody. But then by the time the new moon rolls around, you've done all the purging, you've shed your skin and now you're just freaking tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're tired, but you're hopeful, you know? So that whole first week of the new moon, is all about setting intentions and calling in what you want for your next cycle, for this next moon cycle. But you're going to be tired, so you're not really going to hit the ground floor running yet. Mm-hmm. You know? But by the time the waxing crescent comes around, that's when you really start feeling into it. You're like, okay, I've got this intention down. I can start going towards it a little bit. And the first quarter moon, By the time that comes around, you're feeling more momentum. You may want to reach out, you know, to start a new project, start connecting with people, whatever your intention was. 
And then by the time Waxing Gibbous comes around, you're kind of looking back on everything and reflecting on how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And you got the full moon and you're in your intention hard and things are starting to come in and come together. And then waning Gibbous comes after the full moon. That's when you start seeing things shifting. And then you start to see, oh, that's why I was purging so much. That's why that was happening. This is when a lot of awareness comes. And then by the last quarter moon, usually it's all about boundaries. You're starting to set boundaries. You're holding steadfast in your intention. And you're saying, okay, I went through all that work with that last intention. I am not going to sacrifice it. So this is when you start putting systems in place. And then lastly, the waning moon, which is my favorite as a cancer. It's when you start feeling your feelings. Sometimes you'll feel drained. This is right before the new moon. You'll just be an emotional mess a lot of the time. And if you're not emotional, you'll be very angry (laughs) because you're not Mm. allowing yourself to feel your feelings. Mm. So if you find that in the waning moon, you're getting angry, you need to feel your feelings. If you're feeling yourself getting frustrated, because I know a lot of us, it's much easier to repress those feelings and head towards toxic positivity and say, oh, I'm so good at letting things roll off. Well, you're not (laughs) if you're angry. If you're angry, that shows right there that you're not honoring yourself. So you got to feel those feelings. Um, Well, I have something to add to feeling your feelings. Okay. I was just going to say that sometimes people don't want to feel their feelings because it's it's painful sometimes to feel those feelings, but you know, deep down, you know, you know, you have to. Yep. And think about what we said before. It's painful, but for only 45 seconds, if you can just take that 45 seconds to go through that intense pain, you'll always find something on the other side, but I totally get it. I mean, last night, even coming back from the show dispenser retreat, I've been feeling good but had horrible nightmares last night, Mm -hmm. horrible nightmares. And the thing about getting deep into meditation like this, your dreams become a lot more lucid. Mm. And those nightmares, holy moly, they felt so real. And I woke up this morning thinking, oh my God, I'm seeing someone in my family who hurt me and I haven't addressed that yet. And I'm just thinking in my head, I have to do this already. Hmm. I have to go through this already. You know, just let you're me like, die for a little bit. Like, I just got back. Yep. But here's the thing. I have already had a taste of that high frequency energy. And if I want to hold it, I have to get rid of all the bullshit I've been carrying. It cannot yeah. come with me. Yeah. It won't hold in that energy. So, yeah. of course, it's going to continue to show me. Because I have to get rid of all of that. So I have to make sure I'm really on top of my rituals. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of my rituals are going to change because some of the rituals that we've talked about so far are more um, kind of mythical rituals like tarot, crystals are another ritual. But there are rituals that we can do just as, you know, regular human beings, like preparing healthy foods. Mm -hmm. Preparing healthy food is a ritual. Because it's so easy to just reach for the packaged crap that you don't have to prepare and cook. 
Yes, you're not going to feel good if you reach for that package stuff, but you also have to create a good habit of preparing these healthy foods and you have to do it daily. So yeah. create that good habit. You'll create a, an amazing ritual for yourself and uh, your body's going to feel great for all the things that you're doing. Along with preparing healthy foods, you can also exercise. That can be a ritual. Practicing yoga yeah. too. Yep, and a lot of times we don't look at these as rituals, but they really yeah, are. Know, yeah, a lot of people look at it as, oh, this is just my daily habit. Yeah, and for people like me, it's not. It's not my daily habit. I have eaten unhealthy for a long time. I haven't really had a regular exercise routine. So for me, I have to break out of the old program. This is another opportunity for me to break out of the program and start loving myself and doing something different. And I can make all these excuses like, well, I don't know how to cook. I don't have knowledge in a lot of this. I don't do this. I don't have time. Da, 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 da. I can make all the excuses I want. But again, those excuses are keeping me further from source. And I know mm -hmm. that I want to be with source. I know that feeling now. So if that means that I have to take an extra 15, 20, 30 minutes of my day to prepare breakfast or lunch or dinner, then that's what I need to do. I need to go to cooking classes. I need to look up recipes. I have to become involved in my health. You know, get, mm -hmm. take a yoga class with Sarah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, when are you going to come back? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if oh, hot yoga is my thing. You're going to come back when I um, need you to come in for those classes that I'll be teaching. So oh just letting you know now. I'm giving you some time to prepare. You got about 10 months. Oh, okay. I, I no, actually eight. Eight oh, months. Oh, I don't months. know about eight. I could have done 10. Well, you know what? <laughs> Go ahead and prepare because, you know, that's all you're getting. <laughs> you're You're coming. Yeah, my um, my biggest fear that I face with this is just my adrenals. You know, I um, mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that with Dr. Joe's program, I'll be be able to build up those adrenals. And I think that when I get a good ritual going on healthy food, and I can start getting my energy from other sources, mm -hmm. I'll feel a lot better, and I'll be able to exercise because it something hit me during the retreat too. The person that I met that's been doing this for four years, she obviously is spirit family because we really connected. Um, but I was kind of telling her about my diet. And I said, you know, we never really had fresh food in our house. Everything was expired or moldy and gross. And we had an abundance of canned food, but it was all from 10 years ago. And so mm -hmm. I learned how to starve myself at a very young age. And I said, when my parents or my brother would take me to go to McDonald's, it was such a treat because mm -hmm. it was food that I liked. It was hot, you know, and it it's crazy to think about it that way. But she looked at me and said, no wonder you have adrenal fatigue. You've been eating not food your whole life. There's no energy in that food. It's enough to sustain you to live, but between eating not food and going through the amount of trauma that you went through, no wonder your adrenals are fatigued. 
-hmm. And I said, you know what? I've never even thought of it that way. I have literally Mm -hmm. been running on my energy my whole life. I haven't been getting energy from any outside sources. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. And it's crazy. And it doesn't have to be adrenal fatigue. A lot of us do that. You know, we eat not food our whole life. And then sometime in adulthood, after we find ourselves in the doctor's office over and over and over again, we say, oh my gosh, maybe I need to change my diet. I mean, how many people do you know that do that? Oh, I don't know. Everybody in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like, I also feel like too, it doesn't have to be just going into adulthood. I feel like you become more aware of it when you become awakened. Oh yeah. That, that is how it was for me. I mean, yes, I am an adult, but I am much more aware of it than I was, say, two years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, so, the importance I mean, of it. Yeah, now, do I want to eat, you know, potato chips every once in a while? Yeah, I mean, I'm human. Yeah. But I know that instead of eating, you know, pizza, I should probably eat sweet potato or instead of eating potato chips I should probably eat sliced up cucumber yeah and I think (sighs) any of that stuff you can have the trashy food in moderation I mean it's here for a reason yeah yeah but but you know it should be everything that you eat right right I mean Sarah there are some days when for every meal of the day well maybe not I eat first breakfast and I eat second breakfast because I'm a hobbit Mm mm-hmm First breakfast is usually trashy. And then sometimes for the rest of the day, all I eat is fast food. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are days where it's absolutely like that, where I'm, which not anymore, I'm not doing that. But, you know, I'll be so busy doing stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm out running errands. I'll stop by Arby's or Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And then by the time dinner comes around, Nick and I may be so exhausted that we're like, oh, let's just order pizza. Yeah. You know, and then we'll have days in a row like that sometimes, but then we'll get back on track and we'll say, okay, we really need to start cooking. We've got groceries in the house. Let's make it a point to cook. And then we will for a while and we'll fall back into the same cycle. But the more that you become aware of it, the more it'll fall into your new program. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it doesn't change overnight, especially with eating habits and exercise. I think that those are usually the two hardest things for people to get out of. Now, some people it just clicks, mm-hmm. but for other people, it's a little more difficult and it's not as easy as just doing your essential oils at night before you go to sleep. Yeah. Another ritual that I think is really important is a regular shower routine. Which is really weird for me to hear you say that because I take a shower every day, sometimes two showers a day. Mm -hmm. Well, you do hot yoga, so you kind of have to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But even on the days where I'm not doing that, I'm like, yeah, I need to take a shower. Like yesterday, I took two showers just because I I was hot in the morning. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go shower. And then in the evening, I took another shower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. Now I have an, a regular shower routine, I, and I have for a while. But do you know how long it took me to get there? Forever. Because, oh, my God. <laughs> because when you live in disgust your whole life, and 
you know, I don't even have to go back to what it was like. But if you live in disgust your whole life and you live in depression your whole life, that kind of stuff is not important. What's important is surviving. You're not thinking about, oh, I need to take a shower every good to make myself clean and feel good. No, you're thinking about what am I going to have to do to survive today? I mean, I was starving myself for God's sake. I was being abused. I had to be on hypervigilance mode all the time. So I was looking at everyone outside of myself because everyone outside of myself was a threat. So the shower was the last thing I was thinking of. And it stayed like that through adulthood for a long time because having to drop that fight or flight, oh my God, Mm. will we? It's been tough, but for the last year or so, I've been a lot better. And and I know a lot of people who struggle with this, which is why it's something that I'm bringing up because we really don't realize how important showers are because not only does it clean our physical body, it also clears our aura. Yeah. It clears our auric field. So the longer we go without taking a shower, the more of our day sticks to us and we're not releasing it. Yeah. And if well, you build sho- up too much. Yeah, and with showers too, you can also do baths. Yeah. And release that stuff too at the same time. So Right. Baths are good. I really Epsom like baths. salt baths. Epsom mm-hmm. salt baths are great. Baths great are amazing. <laughs> And even putting on lotion, yes, that's another which, ritual. Brushing your teeth in the morning and every night. All of these are rituals. Yeah, and it was funny when you told me that we were going to do this podcast on rituals. I was like, Kat, I don't have any rituals. And you're like, uh, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just think of them as daily habits. Yeah. Yep, the exact same thing. Now, if you want to do more witchy rituals that you could do tarot i mm-hmm. love tarot tarot is a great ritual to have because sometimes we may feel disconnected from our higher selves and have trouble getting information but as soon as we whip out the tarot cards we can get all of our answers because those cards are meant for us no matter how they fall that's what we're supposed to see and sometimes we may not like it we may get the death card and say oh no but mm-hmm. death is actually rebirth. In death, there is rebirth. Yeah. So w- when you're doing tarot, you can't be afraid of it because you can get some really cool messages. And honestly, I don't get negative messages a lot. I get a lot of positive messages. Yeah. But when I do get negative messages, there is still positive in it. It means there's a lesson coming because I looked up um, every day of the retreat, I would flip a card or two. And there was mm-hmm. one day where I had three cards come out and it was not good stuff. It was, there's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of purging and all this. Mm-hmm. And it, and your first reaction, you want to be like, oh, no. Yeah. But then I flipped another card and it was the sun. There's going to be light on the other side. That's exactly right. Mm. Yep. So even though you're going to be going through all this, you're going to find yourself in the end of it. And that's exactly what I did. So we just have to trust. Trust the process. Um, Another thing that I like to use is a pendulum. Mm, This is that, um, so it's regular people. (laughs) (laughs) 
to regular people. This is the yes, no board. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, no board. Yeah. So pendulums are awesome. There was an episode of Oprah a long time ago where uh, there was someone on her show showing her how to use a pendulum. Pendulums can feel our energy and it will rotate either clockwise or counterclockwise for a yes or no answer. And you can also use a board. I have a little board where it'll swing back and forth. Yes, no, rephrase or something. Kind of like a magic eight ball. Exactly. <laughs> Ask exactly. again later. <laughs> right, right. But what that shows is you've got to get your energy right. <clears throat> because sometimes yeah. the pendulum is very sensitive to our energy. So if we're going back and forth and we're having this inner struggle, we need to come back to it once we can center ourselves because it's not going to do us any good if we use that pendulum from a heightened state of mind because it's going to pick up on that energy and it's either mm -hmm. going to give us a false yes or a false no mm -hmm. because it's picking up on our anxiousness. So we have to make sure we can center ourselves. And that's the same with tarot cards. Tarot cards will also pick up on your energy. So if you're not in a state where you can sit down and breathe, don't use these mm -hmm. tools. They're not going to give you the right answers. Yeah, I mean, because uh, this is just me being funny again, guys. Um, I was in Target and there was a magic eight ball and I asked it a question and it said, sorry. Can't, it basically just said, sorry, ask again later. <laughs> I was like, I guess my energy's pretty off here in Target, but I also shouldn't be asking toys in the middle of Target well, stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think that we all do that, but if you were in a right state of mind, it, it wouldn't have done that. But I think the biggest thing that I realized at the retreat, and I think that you and I both struggle from this, is we have all of our answers inside of ourself. Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone else's answer, and no one else has mine. The only mm -hmm. person who has my answer is me. But if I'm in alignment, I can use the toys inside a target because I know it's going to give me an answer that's in alignment. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not, that toy is going to give me something wonky like that. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it's still hard sometimes to, um, to trust yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a work in progress. And it is. I also use astrology in my rituals. I love astrology because the stars have been the one constant throughout time where people have gotten their information. Before mm -hmm. we have this wonderful thing called science, there was astrology. And I don't think that people give it enough credit. There are people who say, oh, I don't believe in astrology. What do you mean you don't believe in astrology? Uh, astrology exists. <laughs> it's a tried and true, 100% accurate method of looking at your life, looking at your personality. It's been around for eons. The stars have not changed. I mean, some of them burn out and then there's new stars, but for the most part in our timeline, Stars don't change. Science is ever-changing. Science mm -hmm. is wrong as soon as it puts it out there because you have the next scientist coming along to prove it wrong. 
there's mm-hmm. nobody coming along to prove astrology wrong. It's tried and true 100% of the time. So you can't not believe in astrology. That is only people showing their ignorance. That's you saying, yeah. I don't want to face the truth of what is because I would rather rely on science. I would rather rely on sources outside of myself because from what I've seen through studying astrology, it nails everything, everything. And I use astrology and rituals because as we know, the earth is always moving. The universe is always moving. The solar system is always moving. Our galaxy is always moving. There's all these moving parts. So as we match with these planets, Mm -hmm. different things are going to happen in our life. So I'll just go through this super quick because I'm not going to go through every zodiac sign and what the zodiac signs represent. What I'm going to go through is what happens when we go through these different planets. So when your zodiac sign, so I'm Cancer, when Cancer is in Mars, Mars is a motivation planet. It's an action planet. It's assertion. It's sexuality. It's grounding. It's sometimes it's a little shaky. So when you're going through Mars, expect all these things. Mm-hmm. Venus is self-worth, love, abundance, values, attraction. So when your zodiac sign is in Venus, that's when you really need to take advantage of manifesting. You really need to start on your rituals because it's going to go well for you. Mercury is all about communication, thoughts, intellect. So when we're in Mercury retrograde, because a lot of people talk about Mercury retrograde, when a planet is in retrograde, it's um, sometimes it can bring up more of these things. It can be more shaky. So with Mercury being in retrograde, how it's a planet of communication, that's when you try not to have these deep conversations with people. Because when Mercury is in retrograde, it depends on how it's affecting that zodiac sign. Sometimes your thought patterns can become unstable. So, so is, Mer- is Mercury in retrograde right now? No. Oh. Okay. No, usually when Mercury is in retrograde, you'll feel a lot of, um, it feels like the ground is shaking underneath you. Mm-hmm. A lot of uprising, stuff like that, a lot of confusion. Um, mm-hmm. With Saturn, Saturn represents lesson, structure, accountability, and ambition. So if you want to take on a new project, do it when you're in your Saturn. What are we in right now? It depends on your zodiac sign. So it's different for everybody. Um, I'm not sure where I'm at right now, but sometimes these planets will align with each other and I can't even, yeah, I can't remember what's happening right now currently, but, um, I did before the retreat, but my memory was wiped Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I haven't looked it up because it is a lot of information. Astrology is so much information. Yeah, that would definitely make for a good episode or a few episodes. Oh, yeah. And we'll definitely get more into astrology because, as you can tell, I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Jupiter. Jupiter is surprises, expansion, abundance, and searching for meaning. So when we have our Jupiter return, it's usually when we say, what is my purpose? What am I supposed mm-hmm. to be doing? Now, Uranus is the tricky one. So when we reach our Uranus return in our Zodiac chart, that's usually our midlife crisis. 
So if you don't Mm. have your shit together before your Uranus return, you are going to feel it. And Uranus represents revolution, change, inspiration, and uniqueness. Neptune represents dreams, spirituality, healing, and unconditional love. Pluto is transformation, life and death cycle, and surrender. So when you're in your Pluto return, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. A lot of transformation where it says life and death cycle. This is where Mm -hmm. I told Nick I'm not the same person I was two weeks ago. It's one of those type things where you have shed the old you and you're completely turning your life around. Hmm. Now, for the moon, the moon represents intuition, emotions, eternal world, and needs. The sun is expression, being seen, truth, and the self. And a lot of people worship the sun because it is our source of life. If we didn't have the sun, we would not have life on our planet. Mm-hmm. So in any religion, I guess I'm down with those people yeah. <laughs> worshiping the sun. Because a lot of people say that the sun is source, is God. Mm. And to some extent, I absolutely believe that. And if you look at the solar flares that we've been getting, holy moly, <laughs> the way yeah, that right, it affects right, like, our system Oh my God. So a lot of people think that a solar flare is going to take us into the ascension. And I, um, I think I believe that too, because when you become aware of the solar flares, because now that I'm aware, I pay attention and I look around me at what people are doing. Everybody is tired. Everyone has headaches, confusion, brain fog Mm -hmm. during these solar flares. And I want to tell people so bad We are electromagnetic beings. The government will not tell us about solar flares because they do not want to instill fear. A lot of people fear solar flares like it's going to wipe out our planet. It's not. (laughs) The sun upgrades our DNA. So when there are solar flares, our DNA is being upgraded. It's actually a wonderful thing, but it's really, really hard on the body. It's really hard on the body. And the sun goes through a solar cycle every 11 years where it's just intense flares. And right now we're having the strongest ones we have ever had in the history of the planet. I think two days ago we had nine M-class flares and an X-class flare. So we've been feeling it. We've been feeling it. And I try to do rituals around these too. Yeah. So yeah. Another great ritual is grounding. Oh, yeah. Going outside with no shoes on, getting your feet in the grass and the sand and the water. You name it, you can do it. Yep. Yep. And that kind of goes with the same thing as the solar flares, where we are electromagnetic beings. I don't know if you've seen videos online, but there are videos where they will hold the negative and positive conductor and they'll put one in the earth and then they'll hold one in their hand. And you can see the electricity in our body shoot up on this thing. So grounding is really, really, really important. You would not believe the positive effects that it has on your body. It is the biggest anti-inflammatory that you can use by just putting your feet in the grass. Literally, you can calm the inflammation in your body just by doing that. It's incredible. 
Oh yeah, I totally agree. Another ritual that I'll do is tapping. And this isn't a ritual that you have to do every day. But if you are feeling overwhelmed with emotion or you know that you need to process something, tapping is a great way to release that. So it's called EFT tapping. You'll have to look it up, but there are certain points in your face that you'll tap, point by your collarbone that you'll tap under your armpit. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just say, even though I feel like my world is crumbling around me, I know that I am whole. I know that I am safe. You say whatever you need to say. And then as you tap, you'll realize more and more stuff come up. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, we've done that in a yoga class before. Yeah, I love tapping. I love mm-hmm. tapping. It works like a charm. Um, something else that I do, and this is the last one I've got. I blow cinnamon in my front door at the first bit of the month. It's supposed mm. to bring in good luck and prosperity. And so far, because I haven't been doing this one for a long time, I just learned about it. Uh, but so far, it's, it's worked. Hmm. Yeah, you'll set it in tension, blow the cinnamon in, and yeah, some people That's will put cool. salt in the corners of their room. Salt will draw out negative energy. So that's another ritual. But yeah, really neat. Do you I have, have salt any other lamps? Does that count? <laughs> oh yeah, salt lamps are great. Oh okay. Yeah, I do the salt lamps. Yeah. Those. I like those. Yeah. I don't have any other rituals. You name some that I'm just like, hmm, maybe I need to do that. Hey, and some are a lot easier than what you think. Now, if you're going to start diving into astrology, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. That's going to take some time to learn, but it's worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. And there are so many people out there now that can create your birth chart and tell you everything. There are places that you can go online and get um, your six-month forecast where you can see what's going to happen, what to expect. And it's on point every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Who do you trust for that? Like, who do you look up? Um, usually I just go to astrology.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's usually a good one. Just in case anybody's wanting to know where to go, I figured I'd throw that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love astrology.com. Usually it's, it's pretty on point and I've, I've learned a lot. I also use an app called time passages. That's really good. There's another app called patterns. I really like that one. That's a new one that I got that um, it can tell you daily what Mm -hmm. you're going to be going through. And it's not the typical horoscope. I don't like the horoscopes a lot because they're like, oh, you're going to find the love of your life in a month. Yeah. And already found the love of my life. So I don't have to worry about that. And I'm not really, um, that's not where my focus is. My focus is on me and my own self-healing. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people's focus should be because until you heal yourself, that love of your life isn't going to be the love of your life until you find the real love of your life yourself. Yeah. So, but I don't do a Which lot of the Which is you. <laughs> Which is you. And then you have to look at the things that you enjoy. What are the things that you enjoy that bring you joy? That's right. Absolutely. And then you can show up for the mm-hmm. other loves in your life and you can be your best self. Because that's the best gift that you can give anybody. is showing up as yourself. Your best authentic self. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, I mean, I just got to say one more thing. Sure. (laughs) I think 
finding that joy can be pretty, not difficult, but I mean, finding what really brings you joy in life can be a journey in itself. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. And sometimes it takes a little longer, but you just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, stop being scared. Uh, there yeah. are so many people who spend so much time just pondering, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Okay, well, the more you sit there and ponder about it, nothing is going to happen. You have to take action. You have to start playing. I mean, that's why I have my hands in so many things, because I'm a go-getter. I'm a doer. And yeah. if I want to find out what I'm supposed to be doing, I have to dabble in different things because I haven't known any of this. And now I'm coming alive. It makes me feel alive. So I'm trying to find the thing that makes me feel the most alive. So mm-hmm. I'm dabbling. But I, I think that I'm finally getting to a point where I do ex- actually know what I really want to do. I'm definitely getting closer to finding my niche. The podcast yeah. is definitely something that I love doing great way to help other people mm-hmm. great way Turn to yourself myself right mm-hmm. painting is wonderful but I'm in I think I'm in the process of creating my own healing modality and doing that and teaching is going to be huge so we'll see kind of where it goes and how it evolves it's a constant evolution I cannot believe that this is the last episode of season one I know it's weird it feels like we just started yesterday <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's gone by so fast. I mean, it really has. And it's helped me to grow even more, which I mean, going into this, we talked about this before. I was like, I don't really know why I'm doing this podcast. And everybody was like, oh, it's going to help you to grow spiritually. Well, it really has. Yeah. And each, each week, each month, there's always something new. Like as soon as I think that you know, oh, everything's just kind of like the same. Then something comes up and you're like, oh, darn it. Here we go again. Here's something else. And I'm saying that because even with going through all this, I'm able to refer back to things that I've learned from doing the podcast to help me through the journey pretty much. So. Right. Yeah. And I think it's funny that the topics for the podcast, we've kind of just let flow. We've Mm -hmm. done you know, obviously we'll repair, we'll prepare for the episodes and stuff, but just letting it flow and go naturally. And then once it's time to record, it seems to be exactly what well, we needed at that point in our life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been and, truly and, incredible. And I mean, letting it flow too. I mean, it shows you guys, you know, who we really are. You know, Kat is obviously more of the talker. I am the learn. I'm learning here. So you know, Kat is teaching you guys as well as me, but I'm able to bring in some normalcy to this podcast, hopefully. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And that was the goal. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it started as a little spark of an idea. And yeah. to me, it was never an option to do it without you. Uh, we have Aww. such good conversations and the two different perspectives, I think, is so wonderful because I get so deep in this stuff. I can just blab all day, but there are so many yes, people out there that are still learning. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many people that are learning that don't know about any of this stuff and you can bring me back. <laughs> You yes. can say, hold on, Kat, you're talking about a pendulum now. What is it? <laughs> it's a yes or no thing. 
well, maybe one day I'll be the blabber too, you know, who knows? You will. Maybe one day I'll be, I seem to get surrounded by blabby people. Maybe one day I'll be a blabber. You will. I think it'll be fun to see you evolve throughout this podcast. I think that after we're on season 100, <laughs> we'll look back and say, oh my gosh, the ways we've grown. Oh yeah, for sure. Season, not season, episode 100 is going to be great. Can't wait for it. Yes. It's I'm going to be here before we know it. Yes, I am very much looking forward to it and seeing how we grow as individuals and grow as a community. I'm so excited. And thank you, everyone, for listening and contributing. You're all amazing. You're all doing wonderful. You're exactly on the path that you're supposed to be on. And uh, just keep trucking. We're excited for keep, season two. Yeah, keep listening, keep spreading the word, and uh, keep learning along with me. And you know, share your share your thoughts, share what you're learning from all this. I mean, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I know that you guys are probably wondering when season two. So I think that we're going to take the summer to be with our family to really recharge and gear up for season two. We have high hopes. For it to be much bigger, we're going to be diving into much bigger topics. We're going to have some awesome guests. And um, yeah, I'm super excited, but it's going to take some time to get all this together. It's a lot of work running a, a podcast and starting out. I'm sure that you guys have seen and heard the blips and the challenges that we've had to face. And sometimes we're able to meet in person. Sometimes we have to meet over Zoom and our kids are running around like crazy. So we appreciate all of your patience. today. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate all of your patience with that. We're normal people living normal lives, doing the best we can to teach and spread love. Exactly. Yeah, and the whole point is getting past the background noise. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know we're normal, normal people. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we'll be back probably... Late August is what we're shooting for. We don't have a date yet, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll also be including new things on our website. I hope to offer a blog here soon to create a synopsis of the episode and to let you guys look at our notes and the all the little pictures that I've drawn and maybe give you some visuals on some of the things that we're talking about. So lots of exciting things coming. Yeah, well, we love you guys. And... We will see you in season two. Yes, we will. Keep vibing consciously. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and practices we've shared have helped you raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Remember to be kind to yourself and listen to your body and trust the process. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Vibing Consciously Podcast for more insights and inspiration. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep shining your light and spreading your love and positivity wherever you go. Namaste.